Good morning, Neil. How are you today? I'm doing great, Leslie. How are you? I am well. I'm well. Thanks for asking. So, it's great to connect with you again, and I have to ask, what's new with you and what's new with Grow the Bench? Well, uh, we're, we're kind of formally announcing this podcast as, as what's big and new with Grow the Bench now that we're uh, a couple episodes in. So it's super exciting to, um, one, have you host this uh, because uh, you've, you've been around the uh, industry for so long and uh, many people may not know, but you have been a coach for me in my career. And uh, I just think that you have so much uh, insight and value to contribute um, from all of your perspectives in sales and editing and experience with the industry. Um, so uh, super pumped that, that you're here to make this happen and, and provide value for Grow the Bench readers and listeners who are looking to uh, get some of this business inspiration on the go in podcast form. Well, that sounds great. I love that line, business inspiration on the go. And I'm excited to do it. It's it's uh, a kind of a reconnection into the industry for me and um, really enjoy talking with both you and Phil. So um, that's something we're going to be doing every week, and I look forward to it as we move through the year and the seasons. But that kind of takes me to something. Um, winter is going fast, and we're going to be shifting into springtime work. With that shift in seasons, there's going to be a need to manage things a little bit differently and to be more effective um, with, with time, with equipment, with work as it changes. Um, I wonder if you can address those transitions in your career and you know what you might have to offer in terms of uh, suggestions or experience uh, to help other people on the go here. Yeah, you're right. And I think that this year, um, compared to maybe previous years, is even tougher because we're all so short-staffed. And uh, I agree that with with a new season is, is new rhythms and new work styles. Um, but it's also an opportunity to reset and to, um, you know, winter is tough for those of us who do plowing because uh, you're really at the mercy of weather. Um, in so many respects and uh, sometimes when you try and build in some consistency or discipline or organization or scheduling you're forced to sacrifice that Um, but with spring there's an opportunity to really uh, exercise some of that and uh, I was just talking with a client last night um, who I've been coaching for a while professionally on management Um, and our coaching has evolved a little bit to be more holistic. And so he and I are training together to run a half marathon right now, but he is telling me, you know, I have my eight hour work day that I schedule and and the hours that adjust as needed. And I have my two hours that I schedule for my fitness, whether it's, it's a combination of stretching and running and showering. And he goes in, you know, there's variations day to day, but once I get those things on my calendar, everything else just falls into place. And he's telling me I've got time for everything and I've got energy for everything and I'm clear headed. And one of the biggest concerns he had when we started chatting um, almost a couple years ago was I I feel like I have time for nothing. And, uh, you know, what I have found myself is when you take control of your calendar first, then a lot of the stress 
time pressure tends to go away because you're really forced to focus on what's most important rather than just encountering problems and, and situations as, as they come up. So when you say you focus on your calendar first, okay, I, I get that. You're, you're booking out your week or, well, I guess I have two questions. One, do you focus on your calendar weekly or monthly? And mm-hmm. once you have that calendar built, are you a list maker? How do you kind of manage your time in uh, yeah. you know, the elements of the day? So it's both weekly and monthly, and, and I schedule things multiple months in advance. So, um, But I also use it as a to-do list because a to-do list is, is two-dimensional. It's either on the list or it's not. It doesn't create any ability to really figure out priorities or deadlines. Mm. I mean, you can write them there, but they, they interfere, right? Um, but with a calendar, I can put things on in the future. So for instance, I was um, chatting with somebody who was inquiring uh, about a trade show and if I would be there. And, and uh, I said, oh, I can't make that one, but I'd love to go next year. And they have the dates ready. And so I put in my calendar the date of the show, which is 11, uh, 13 months away. I put in the date of the registration, which is you know eight months away. And I put in the date of the call for proposals so that I could speak there, which is four months away. And so those are on my to-do list, but they're, they're no longer clouding my actual to-do list, right? Because they're just on my calendar. And so I use my calendar like that all the time. And on a weekly and monthly basis, uh, I'm scheduling my time, not just for when I need to meet with people, but also anything I wanna do that I don't wanna be interrupted. So if I have to make sales calls, I put in a calendar event for sales calls. And then I manage my calendar, um, what I call ruthlessly. Mm-hmm. And if somebody calls up and says, hey, can you meet on Thursday morning? I say, I'm sorry, I'm fully booked on Thursday, even if Thursday morning is making sales calls because I won't let something distract from my calendar. Of course, you can always move calendar events, and I do if it's, if it's worth it, but I also won't accept a meeting invite unless I understand why we're meeting, what's the outcome, and why is it so important to be there. Oh, yeah, that's, and, that's specific. Yeah, it's right, and, and I just ask those questions, and I'm – I'm really ruthless about it. I, I won't blindly accept anything. Um, I really question it. It's been a journey to learn how to do that for myself without offending people who send me calendar invites. Um, but I found that over a period of, of uh, four or five years, uh, one, I've gotten decent at this practice for myself and my time management, um, and I have time for everything I want to do, but also I've built a reputation um, where people are super respectful of my time because they've, they've learned it's important to me. And now it's just, here's how we work with Neil, um, which is wonderful, you know? It is, it is. And, you know, I know someone else that we, we both have are working with, Phil, who says, if you're on time, you're late. So yeah. having this kind of planning in place helps you to, to respect other, other people's times as well. Mm-hmm. But so if you could just tell me a little bit more about how you do prioritize on a daily basis. And if something comes up and you need to shift, what do you do with that? Yeah, well, we always have to shift, right? Every, especially in today's world, um, we have to be really adaptable. 
and uh, very quickly adapt to all kinds of things that come up. So one way I do that is making sure that I don't calendar 12 hours of a 12-hour workday um, or eight hours of an eight-hour workday. I try and leave space in between for things to come up. Um, and then I have a list of things that I like to fill that time with. So one are podcasts. I have a backlog of podcasts that help stretch my mind, that help keep me focused on business. Um, and I can always pop one of those on and I've got podcasts that are 15 minutes and I've got podcasts that are an hour. And depending on the blank space, I can pop in whatever I need to work on. I also keep, um, I'm, in, I'm in school right now for my MBA degree. And so we have a lot of articles to read. The very first thing I do is I print off all these articles and I carry them around with me every place I go. There's there's always a, oh, yeah. a brief bag with me with these articles. And if I'm, you know, at the dentist 10 minutes early, I can read part of an article, right? If somebody's 10 minutes late for a call, I can read part of an article. Um, before I was in school, I did this with books. And you could do it with some tasks as well, although for me, I find tasks and deliverables, I tend to just calendar and work on them at that time. Um, but there are some bigger projects where chipping away at it in free time makes sense as well. So yeah. uh, that's that's my style for those things. So I love that. It, it's obvious that you're not spending a lot of time scrolling through social media. You're keeping your nose to the grindstone and getting your your priorities met. So that's awesome. Yeah, and, and, and that doesn't mean that I don't have time for leisure activities, right? I just I'm the weird guy who calendars those too. And, uh, you know, social media is fine. I just try and keep it in balance. But for me, I get energy when I'm accomplishing something. And I know if I have a list of things to do, then it helps me keep my priorities in line. And, you know, I have a multi-year goal of achieving this degree. And when I, I think that, you know, scrolling social media or playing a mobile game there's nothing wrong with that, but people go to it too often because it's the most accessible thing, not because they really want to be doing it. And if I can just level the playing field by making something else also readily accessible, then I tend to make what I would say are better decisions for me in life. Right? Well, I would say that what you're doing lets you be productive, but it also lets you make time for the other personal priorities that you want to have in place. And yeah. that is so important. You know, at the end of the day, you want to be able to bring in that balance and manage your time well. So this has been great, Neil. I, um, you've given me a lot of food for thought on how um, I might be able to kind of tailor um, my time management, too. Um, is there something that Grow the Bench has to offer in this realm? Well, Phil uh, is, is the master, and I've learned so many of these tactics from talking with him. And uh, he's recorded a course on Grow the Bench. One of our first courses, actually, was uh, Phil's time management course. And um, I'll tell you, there are people who subscribed for months and uh, never took any course except for Phil's time management. And I remember calling um, a subscriber one time and saying, you know, in our very first months, hey, you've subscribed for four months, but you haven't logged on for three Um why are you paying for this every month? And and he said, I know I, ha I don't have the time. I'm working on it. He says, but I got to tell you, I took Phil's time management course and it's already changing my life. I'm not at the point where I'm logging in every week to work on things yet, 
but it's absolutely worth it because of what I learned. And I was like, I don't have any testimonial better than that, man. So if you're happy, I'm happy. And uh, over time, he started subscribing and, and watching more. But he started with the time management first because if you can attack that problem, then you just free up capacity for everything else. Yeah, it's, and it's so important to have capacity for all the things that you want to do professionally, personally, you know, all the things that, that are out there for us that make our lives enjoyable and make our work successful. So for sure. All right. Well, this has been great. Um, I look forward to connecting with you again um, in two weeks. And until then, have a great week. You too, Leslie. Thanks.